It was at this moment that he knew. He bucked up. Welcome. You're listening to Bucked Up with Sam Buck. Welcome, Freshman Woes, to the Bucked Up Podcast. Thank you so much for being on. Yo, thank you for having me. Of course. I, uh, I got to give a shout out to a former guest, Thatcher Wood. He put me on to Rap Dudes um, when it first came out. And I've just been a fan of your shit ever since. And uh, I'm really excited to have you on. Yeah. What was his name? Uh, Thatcher Wood. He was on, I think, episode four. Yeah, he, it came up on his Spotify playlist, and we were listening, and we just kept listening to it. You have such a, a unique production style. No, I appreciate that, man. I try to, like, have my own sound, so. Yeah. Who, uh, who did you, like, who do you compare your style to, at least? Who did you look up to when you first got into it? My favorite is uh, Mad Lib and DJ Muggs, so, like, they're like two totally different styles. So I try to like fall somewhere in between there and I probably fail at doing that, but that's my intention. Like that's your, well, those are both great producers. I forgot to even say this. You are a a producer. You can find all your stuff on Apple and Spotify under freshman woes, but your shit's so good. And you, um, you do kind of fall in between that. I love, I've been getting into Mad Lib more recently since, uh, of course, I got the Freddie Gibbs. I loved Bandana, and that just made me go back and start listening to all his shit. Cause yeah, he's, those, are, those are like new classics, and then he has all the old classics. Exactly. Yeah, he's perfect uh, to me. Like he he kind of like taught me that there's no rules to this. So like I kind of try to have one foot in like that like psychedelic abstract, and then one foot in like the really like dark like grimy like all the all the stuff that's like popping right now like the griselda and all that of course yeah we definitely have to talk about griselda but um dj mugs you said he's he's so unique too and he doesn't follow any structure i uh ever since the early cypress hill stuff but now it's stuff with like mac and all that he's he's such a great uh a great producer yeah, as a fan, like, it's been really exciting to watch him because he had, like, all these different runs. Like, he had his run with Cypress Hill, and then he had his run in the 2000s when he was doing, like, the the verses with, like, Jizza and Planet Asia, and then now he has his new run with all the new guys. And it's, like, as a fan, like, it's great, man. Like, I love it. How did you get into produce? Like, how did you get into rap, I guess? Did you grow up with it, or? Yeah, it's just ever since I was little, like, I just loved rap. Like, that was what got me into music. And then, um, like, trying to make rap got me into all these other genres. But rap was, like, my base for music. And when I was a kid, I wanted to be a rapper. And then at a, at some point, I was like, that's never going to happen for you. So you need to learn how to make these beats. So that's what I started focusing on. How old were you when you started making beats? Um... I was in high school, like ninth, tenth grade. Okay, like, so I you do old. have years under your belt. Yeah, well, shows in your work. I started early, and then I took a a long break, and then I started again. Like uh, when I was a kid, 
like in the Source magazine, they used to have all the equipment in the back. You could order like the DJ startup kit. Like I ordered all that shit. And then I, I made all these demos when I was a kid. And then I stopped in my 20s and I didn't, I didn't do anything for a long time. And then once I got in my late 20s, I started like doing it again. And then, yeah, that's what brought me to where I am now. What made you kind of get back into it and take it seriously? Because you have, you have some guests on your shit that like, like you put your work in. You, you really, it shows. So what well, made that flip, uh, switch flip? I guess, I don't know. Like I never really wanted to do anything half-assed. Like I always, like I didn't ask anybody to be on a song like until I thought like I was making beats that were good enough to ask them to get on the song. And then it's like everything just worked out. Like I didn't try to rush it. You know what I mean? Like once, totally. I, started, once I started asking people to do stuff, like everybody was really receptive to doing it. So I'm glad that I had that break in between because I think if I would have tried to do what I'm doing now, uh, when I was like in my early twenties and stuff, like it, in, in a teen, it never would have worked. Like, I feel like everything happened like perfect time. Everything happens for a reason. It's funny. That's why uh, Chappelle, Dave Chappelle's block party was my dad's favorite movie growing up. And he says in that, that comedians and rappers are like kind of the same thing in that way. And I do feel that way, like Chappelle or Rodney Dangerfield take these long breaks in time and they come back and they have completely new life experiences to draw from or to work from. And that sometimes gets the best artist out of it. That's like, what I, like, oh, when I was young, I had kid, like I had a son when I was like 17 and that made me grow up real quick. And then I had another son when I was like 21 years old and then like life came at me real fast and I adapted and I was handling everything well. But then once like I finally got some stability again, I was like, okay, I need some kind of release. Like I need, like I'm doing everything I should be doing, but I need, I need to find something to like fill my passion. And that's where I started getting back into music. Was music always like in the back of your mind or when the, when you had your kids was like family, all you had to focus on was that well, like, like I've always been obsessed with music. Like anyone that knows me will tell you like, like they're like, Oh man, Wells is like, he's on it. Like he's in the streets all day. Like all he talks, he knows about all the new stuff. Like it's just how I am. I've always been that way. But my thing is like, I could just couldn't leave it alone. Like I always wanted to do it too. Mm -hmm. But there were just times where I couldn't do it. You know, I had to focus on other things. But as soon as I got the opportunity and I got the stability, I started doing music again. And, yeah, it's been really good. Like, it took a while to get to where – I feel like I just started getting, like, traction again, like, this year. But it's a process, you know, and it's, it's, it's pretty rewarding. Yeah, I was the same way. Uh, people – did people around you – listen to rap music too like no one around me really listened to it my dad is a metal drummer but <laughs> i like i saw wu-tang clan when i was 12 years old with him like i grew up listening to kanye like ice cube the predator i knew every word to when i was like seven years old so no one really listened to rap like i did growing up so i had to kind of dive down and focus on it well i a had a, a real weird childhood like my dad was in the air force so i like, I moved around a lot as a kid, 
but no matter where I lived, like I always lived on the military base and it was like, just like a little city. Like I lived in North Dakota. You were talking oh, about- Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. You were talking about going on tour there. I lived there in Grand Forks, North Dakota until I was probably in seventh grade. Oh, damn. And that's country. Like it's country there. But we lived on the, on the military base. Like we were in our own little world out there. And like we were oblivious to what was going on outside the base, so I, rap music was always there. And then I moved down south. My dad got out of the military, and then I'd say like mid high school, he uh, retired from the Air Force, and we went back to the Midwest. And I lived in like rural Illinois, and no one there listened to rap music. Like this shit was terrible. Like it, it was definitely a culture shock. And there, like. It was kind of the way you described, like, I, I just had to be comfortable, like, I know this is what I like, this is what I'm going to listen to, like, no one else listened to it, they all thought I was weird there, and then as soon as I graduated uh, high school, I moved to St. Louis, uh, Missouri, and that was, like, it brought me back to reality, and I stayed there, and then after that, like, I kind of went back and forth from there to the West Coast, but I definitely had that period in my... It, in my teens where it was like this is what you love and and you just had to dedicate yourself to it no matter what anyone else says like that's kind of like, that's yeah that's how i feel about comedy but it's also i just was a rap fan but i music wasn't my thing having my dad be a musician i was like music's his thing comedy can be my thing but i've always just loved rap he he wasn't the biggest rap fan but that was so who were who was big in North Dakota? Because that's was it Cali shit? Was it Chicago well, stuff? Well, like that's the, was... that's the kind of the cool thing because like we didn't have any like cultural or regional bias. Like we listened to everything. So I, mm -hmm. I was listening to all the East Coast stuff, all the West Coast stuff, like down south, everything, like the best of everything. Like I didn't really cater to one style. There were like certain times where like when I first got into music, maybe I. I'd say like junior high school like I kind of gravitated toward the west coast because that's where that that's what was hot at the time like Dr. Dre and then mm -hmm. when I got into high school I got into more east coast but I've always been like all over the place with it well and that I, shows in your stuff you don't have uh you have such a wide variety like the grimy conne uh, collection connection was so like that's the New York but then rap dudes and more rap dudes is so like funky and not the grind i kind of th think so too and and that's the thing like i love all the little subgenres in hip-hop like like i can go from listening to west side gun to listening to milo and then uh to anything it doesn't like i tried to put that in my music too yeah but I, feel, I feel like a lot of rap fans want you to do one thing and i that's why Mad Lib's my favorite because like he he never did one thing. No, he didn't. And Muggs, Muggs is stuck to maybe styles in his decades, but he switches around so much. And each project he does with each rapper is a, a completely different thing. Yeah. So you, we were talking about Griselda. Do you, that's who I listen to mostly, but I listen to everything too. Like I have a Lil Uzi Vert shirt on right now. Like I even like trap. Which, how do you feel about that? Are you a fan of like more trappy stuff or? Not so much. Like, 
like I like some new stuff. Like I'm not just opposed to everything, but like a lot of the little rappers, like it's just I don't hate it, but it's not my thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. But Griselda, that's why I love them so much. Is they're like old school and they stick to their stick to their shit. But with Westside, he'll do songs with like Rick Ross and DJ Drama, or like he'll hop on an R&B song and he'll kill it no matter what. But I mean, that stuff's good. Like at the same time, like when I was a kid, like I was literally listening to like Ruckus records. And then at the mm-hmm. same time, like I listened to all the Def Jam shit. So like, to me, there's no like mainstream underground. There, There's a lot of cats that are like, we only like underground, but I never really, I never subscribed to that. Like that's, I think yeah. if, if it's dope, it's dope. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, cause like, I don't know. Milo, as you said, or what he rapped Ferreira, his new album was fantastic. But oh, that shit's amazing. So good. He he's very underground and he sticks to his thing, but still, um, he's you can like the spectrum of things. There's not really a mainstream now. It's kind of everyone's just making what you want, and you do that with your band camp. You can support artists that you want to listen to instead of just what the label supports. And that's kind of what I've been trying to do. Like, I'll have the Grimy Connection song with Guilty Simpson, Concept Jackson, and Al Davino, which to me, that's, gr- like, that's that's hardcore shit. And then I'll go from that to, like, doing a song with Micah Nine. And Micah Nine is amazing, like, art rap to me. Like, Yeah, that song is great. There's no rules to it to me. Like, it should be all one. And that's what I'm trying to do, like, with the album. Yeah. Who, uh... So how did you reach out to the, like, like Blue, how did you, how were you able to work with Blue? Because you now have two songs together that are both amazing. I just met him at a few shows and then I asked him like, hey, would you be down to do a song? And he gave me his email and then the rest was history. Like literally, I went from like, I lived in St. Louis and I was trying to do songs. Like I was beating my head against the wall trying to do songs with local rappers. And I wasn't crazy about the music that we were making, but I just wanted to do rap music. Mm-hmm. And we did some, like I was doing, trying to do songs with local rappers and it just wasn't going anywhere. And then the first real song that I did with a real rapper was Blue. He did the uh, more rap dudes. And like, I was like, literally at the time I was like, yo, how great is this? Like your first real collab is with like, your favorite like Andre 3000 is probably my favorite rapper but I always say like Blue is my favorite rapper that's not Andre 3000 like (laughs) after Andre 3000 is Blue like Blue's my favorite rapper and he was literally the first one that was like yeah send me something and I was like all right we're gonna do this like it was that's crazy yeah and it shows that everything kind of works out because you guys have a natural chemistry in the way that uh he rhymes over your beats and it's funny I was reading an article on homeboy sandman literally three days before i heard rap dudes and then i recognized his name on it and that was crazy because i was just talented man like he's been really inspiring because he's another one of those guys who i feel like can do almost any different style yeah he really can he really can so I grew up also listening to Little Brother, and you have Big Poo on one of your songs. How did you How did you collab with them? I'd say in like 2016, I I was living in California for like 
eight years, and then I had an opportunity to for like a promotion. I took a, a position in South Carolina, and I knew like I wasn't going to be crazy about living in South Carolina, but everything about the job, like the benefits, it was almost like too good to turn down. So I was like, all right, I'm going to go down there for like three or four years. I'm going to work there and I'm going to see what happens. And eventually, hopefully maybe I'll make my way back to the West coast. So I went down there and that was like objective number one, like, because I had done at that time, I had done songs with blue planet Asia, MED. Like I felt like, I was in California, like a Midwest kid in California, and I was doing songs with like guys that I idolized growing up. So I said, I'm going to do the same thing when I go down south. And in the Carolinas, there's not much to pull from other than Little Brother. So I was like, I got to do a song with somebody from Little Brother. And then yeah. it's just one day, uh, rapper Big Pooh was like, I'm doing features right now. So I sent him the beat, and he was like, oh, I love this. Let's do it. And I was like, bet, let's go. <laughs> that's crazy uh, the guy uh the second guy uh on that song danny watts i feel like he doesn't get the attention that he really deserves uh he's on john wayne you know john wayne john wayne's a killer yeah he, i i love uh, john wayne danny watts is he did a record on his record label uh author's recordings like his his album was phenomenal like i think it came out in, like 2017 like it's one of my favorite albums that year so, Danny, well, I'm writing it down right now. I'll let yeah, you Yeah, Danny Watts, it's uh, Black Boy Meets World. Like, I guarantee you will love this album. If you like Milo and all that stuff, you will love his his stuff. All That's right, really I'll check good. that out. He's from Texas. So I was like, this is my opportunity to do like a down south. That's my version of a down south rap song. It's kind of bluesy, like. I was like, that's as down south as I get. So I put them together, and I, man, that's one of my favorite songs that I've done. That's one of my, like, yeah, that's one of my favorite songs that you have, too. I can't wait for the album. When's that, uh, when do you think you're dropping that? Uh, I wish, like, my plan, I'm an album guy. Like, I would have rather just put out the album all at one time, but being a new artist, and then just, honestly, like, monetarily, like, it didn't, I couldn't just put out the album and plus you got to keep like feeding music out to people so i've been putting out one song at a time but right now i got songs with uh boog brown from detroit she did an okay. album with apollo brown and she has an album coming out with twami that's just crazy i got a out i got a song with cassius king okay uh, he works with blue real heavy and dirty science crew and then i've got a song with big rude from the dungeon family uh and Vic Spencer. I know you know Vic Spencer probably. Yeah, Vic Spencer's like so good. His last project with um Sonny Jim was so good. Oh yeah, he's so dope, man. He's one of my favorite and plus we're both from the Midwest. Like it's really dope. I hope I hope that we can do more joints together. But like right now I'm stacking all the songs. I'm about to put out one with MED. I should send it to you. Uh that one's done. Like it's it's pretty much ready oh. to go. I'm just waiting for the art. Awesome. Um, I'd love to listen to that. Yeah, once we get up here, I'll send it to you so you can hear it. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. And that one's really good. Like, right now, I'm just sitting on a bunch of music. I got, like, one more song to finish, and it's going to be, like, a 12-track album. I'm hoping to finish it by, like, December, and then kind of the same way I did this year, where I've been putting out one song at a time. Next year, I'm going to do the same thing. 
but put out like four or five songs and then as soon as I complete that I'll roll out the uh the full length album and the vinyl and all that stuff too I can't wait for that I feel like Griselda I know we were talking about them before is really good at staying on people's radar they do that the thing where it's that you're doing where it's they release music constantly so they stay on your radar yeah that's how I got onto you is you were releasing music consistently and I was like, oh, every, every beat's killer. Every beat's killer. I'm looking forward to the next one. And Thank that was, I appreciate but that. it worked. It worked. It's a good, uh, a good thing to do. That was so, my goal. Honestly, like at the end of last year, I was ready to stop doing music. Like, and then something clicked. And this year I was like, you know what? You have nothing else to do. Like, you're not going to be able to put out an album at one time. I was like, so just start making a little progress. And I started, I was like, all right, you're gonna put out one song a month. And I did that like all the way till May. And then I took a little break and then I put another one out in August and then I got one more to come out. So, and then I had more success this year than like, I had put out like, uh, my crew is called Cadillac Me Space to Rome. Like, and we were putting out mixtapes before and we were not even like making a dent. And it was just, it was kind of disheartening, but I think that's just the process as being like new and doing art. Like you've got to go through that. But this year, like I actually like started seeing some success from it. And yeah, it's been amazing. Even the little things like to most people, like I got on uh, shade 45 on uh, DJ track star from run the jewels. I got on his show. I got a mugs, this show soul assassins. Like most people like, they're like, Oh, you just got on a show. But I, to me, I'm like, that's a, a crazy big deal. Like, it's it's crazy. That goes back to the 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 rap and comedy thing. It's because like right before quarantine, I was getting booked on a lot of shows. I was doing all these things, uh, these shows, and people would be like, "Oh, you you're driving four hours to do a, a set at some club in New York. Like, who cares?" It's like, no, this is how you do it, and you have to. The only thing that holds you back, we talk about this on this show, is like resistance. Like you're the thing that holds, like your mind telling you to stop. And if you just beat that one step, then look at the success that comes out of it. Yeah, I mean, I got like uh, in the Midwest, I was on the Rhymesayer Street team for years and years and years. And like they, like this year, they put me on their playlist. And I was just like, oh, that's crazy to me. Like, finally. Like, like their music, like like today, it doesn't mean as much as what it it did like ten years ago. But like still, that was just like vindication. Like like these are the dudes you grew up idolizing. And they put you on their playlist, like Mellow Music Group, OK Player, Two Dope Boys. Like yeah, like those little things. Like just getting on a playlist, they probably mean nothing to the average person but to me it was like okay you're doing something right now like this is working now like how are you gonna quit now like you can't quit now no this is the time to even go you have to go harder right well when yeah. like i was reading i was doing i was reading this book by stephen pressfield that i talked about called the war of art it's really good but he talks about like the more you feel like a physical tension to stop something is the more you have to do it. Cause that's like, if you can break past that, that's like when you become your next form, the form that kind of can move forward. Um, going back to the, oh, sorry, oh, what go, ahead, go, ahead, go ahead, I'm sorry. No, I was just saying, I was changing subjects. I was just going back to your music. 
you're you have a lot of like live instruments on your on your shit do you do you play it or do you how do you find your loops or do you no well usually i start with the sample and then to me like i've always been like music is not i've never wanted to sit in my bedroom and do music on my own like Mm -hmm. so i just work with all my friends like i i know this person that plays guitar like i know a million people that play guitar i know this person that plays horns so like I'll start making this beat and I'll automatically hear them or I'll have them replay a sample. I'm like, that sample's cool, but we can replay this and it'll probably be like so much more doper if, if they replay it and then we can we can add on to what they did. So I always try to do that. And I'm going to always do that, I think, because it, even if you look at like all the great super producers like Dr. Dre, the Kanye's, like they're if you look at how many people are contributing to their tracks, like it, music is not a, a solo thing. Like very rarely, I think the the best music is not going to be just one person doing everything. Like, and honestly for me, like music has always been a family thing. So I always want to get all my friends involved. Like the more people we can have do this together, the better it's going to be. Yeah, like I, I, as I said, grew up listening to a lot of Kanye, and it was he is like a composer. It's not just like his; it's his project, but he composes a group of people to make that. And uh, if you look at like my beautiful dark twisted fantasy, like the way that he'll have like this producer come in and this producer come in, and then they have these musicians come in, like like that shit's amazing to me. And this, Dr. Dre does the same thing, like so at my minuscule level like that's what i'm trying to do like i know this guy that can do this so i'm gonna i'm gonna tap into him and it just depends on who i'm working with uh there's one guy named brad leatherman or boo radley i did a lot of songs with him like he's my kind of like we have a crew together called cadillac means space to Rome. that is my favorite uh collaborator like there i can like hum shit and be like hey do this uh, and then he just kills it like we had like we've been making art together since we were in like grade school so it just oh comes, shit yeah it comes so naturally and then there's a couple other people that i work with that are like getting to that level but yeah i just want to keep expanding my network like the more people that i can tap into the better the music is going to be so do you like working with real musicians or do you search for samples? Like I'll have, I have a couple of friends who produce that all day. They're just listening to music, trying to find samples. I do both, stuff. I do both because like the beat that I'm going to bring them is all sample based, but mm-hmm. I'm going to tell them like, I want you to do this on top of it. Or I'm going to be like, I left this part open because I kind of hear, heard you doing this on it. So like, I'm really like a mix of both. And that's what like, I grew up on like organized noise and they mm-hmm. did the same thing. Like people uh, bra- always brag about organized noise. They didn't use samples, but if you really listen to it, they use a lot of samples. They just mixed the live uh, musicianship with it. And you couldn't really, you couldn't tell what was a sample and what was live. And that's what I kind of try to do too. Uh, yeah, I can. And then there's a, uh, like, if you listen to like uh, the atrocity exhibition with by Danny Brown, it's like those samples, like those are just like, you're, he's rapping over like a Star Wars sample, but it's so. What's the dude's name, Paul White? 
Paul he White, the, yeah. Yeah, he did the bulk of those beats. That dude is so amazing, man. Like, He's crazy with that. Yeah, Danny Brown's one of my favorites, too. He's like so, one of my favorite new rappers, you know what I mean? Like, well, yeah. he's not really new anymore, but he's kind of like, he's new still. Like, exactly. Like, every time every time he comes out, like, you know he's going to kill it. <laughs> do you, um, how do you search for your samples? I'm always, I always wonder that. Like, what do you, how do you find your, like, music? I just go to the record store and it's all, like, what the cover looks like. I, I'm reading what, uh, what kind of uh, instruments they're playing on it. It's just, it's a lot of like, just guessing, honestly, like. I can tell I, by your background, you're a vinyl guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's really the luck of the draw. Like some days I go out digging all day and I don't find anything. And then some days I find enough where I can, like, I'm gonna work for the next month off this, so. So like, you. Usually everything I do, like I'm gonna try for the most part, I'm gonna try to get somebody else to to do something on it too. That way, it just yeah, I think that's kind of my sound. You know what I mean? Yeah. Did you always have that sound, or do you think because you've put so much time into it now, you have developed your own kind of voice? No, I definitely developed it because, like, I'd say in like 2008, 2009, when I first started making beats again, like I wasn't digging crazy and. Like you could hear it in the beats, the beats were not as good. And then uh, one of my best friends, uh, his name is John Butler, he was digging like crazy. And this dude didn't even make beats. And I, I remember when I when I first like started going to his crib and I was just looking at all the beat all the records and I was like, No, he's putting you to shame and he doesn't even make beats. I'm like, This is why your shit's not hitting. And then he kinda like motivated me to like, all right, you need to get on your game. You need to start getting out there. And as soon as I started doing that, like that's when all my beats, like I started making stuff where I was like, yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of cool. That's, that's dope. Like, I like this. Yeah. That was a, definitely a turning point. So shout out to him, man. <laughs> I'm that friend. Cause I don't do any music, but I have friends like who, uh, an and an archeologist you can find on SoundCloud. He produced the intro song. He's my friend, John Zayat. He, uh, I'll just, I'll. Good. <laughs> yeah, I love collabing, and he's so good, but um, he searches all the time, but sometimes, I, like, I don't do music, but I, he'll be like, bro, stop sending me music. Like, I have, I have too much right now. I'm the friend who, like, that's the only way I keep in contact with people, is I'll, like, hear a song, and I'll send it to them, because it reminds me of them. And well, that's what, like, I went out to California um, the end of July. It was still, like, quarantine, so we couldn't do anything. Mm-hmm. But I did. I just I was set up shop at his house, and it's like going to the record store because he has so many records. And literally, like I still have samples that I took from there that I can make beats with. Like, yeah, it's it's really dope. So you have a band cl- band camp where you sell your vinyls. I love that rappers or all musicians are vinyls kind of coming back because it's a way you can support the artist directly, especially with the merch game. Um, it's like Griselda. It's like I buy every Griselda drop in clothes or uh, records or whatever because I love supporting them. Yeah, I mean, vinyl is important to me because honestly, like, I know I probably should do more like t-shirts and stuff, but like, that's not why I did this. I did this to make music. So I want to have the vinyl. So like when I can hold my shit in in my hand and look at it, like, 
yeah, that's a, a yeah. satisfying experience, you know? Do you listen mostly on vinyl? You said you're an album guy. So do you like that experience of like, yeah, it's a full I'm at the house, I'm listening to vinyl. Like obviously in my car and running around, like I'm listening to Spotify and all that. But yeah. if I'm at the house, I'm definitely listening to vinyl. Who are you listening to right now? Mm, who am I listening to? Uh, Alchemist having a crazy year. Um, he really is. With Lulu <laughs> and Alfredo. Yeah, man, he did that. Uh, he did the Freddie Gibbs project, the Boldy James project, the Conway EP. Today they put out that Earl uh, single. Oh, did oh I forgot about that. All right, I need to check that out because I <laughs> always love five hundred copies in like thirty seconds. I missed it. Luckily, <laughs> luckily one of my homies was like, "You missed it?" Because I have all those forty uh, fives. Like I never yeah. missed one. And he was like, you missed it? And I was like, yeah. He was like, I got it. You can have mine because I don't have them all. And I was like, thank you so much. That's a good friend. Yeah, I love the schoolboy one is so good. The fuck it, that schoolboy 45 with um, the alchemist. But all right, I'm going to have to check that out. Are you, do you listen, like when you listen, do you go more to the grimy Griselda or do you listen more to the arts like Milo and stuff like that? I'd say my go-to is that grimy, uh, like the Crime Apples, uh, my commies, the West mm -hmm. Side Gun. But the God Fahim. Yeah, yeah. I like, if I had to pick one subgenre, that's probably what I'm going to go to. But I still listen to like the Rapiaris and the J Electronica. Like, I like all that stuff too. Like, yeah, I can't pick one thing, but I do gravita gravitate more toward the grind and stuff how did you get into griselda i always because they're they don't do a lot of marketing so i'm always wonder i always wonder how people got into them uh for me it was probably uh just once they got to fly god the 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 caliber of artists that were working with them like they had danny brown on there they had alchemist they had everyone uh action bronson they had everyone i liked on there so i just started checking for him. yeah i was probably later than most because i i really didn't start listening to him uh before fly god like fly god was when i started paying attention to them that's how it happened i was kind of into reject too because when that dropped it was just so it was nothing was like it in 2015 but then fly god in 2016 dropped and, yeah, and then i was, was a big action bronson fan at that point so that was just was, like it was game over for that it was it was a combination of that and then when mugs started started his run when he did that album with uh mayhem yeah and then mugs started working with all them guys from the new scene and then after that it was just like i was hooked on all that new stuff like the makami rome streets all them all that stuff man like i got to see mugs and mayhem the uh for that album drop they did a show in boston and it was so good because mayhem's such a good rapper yeah he, he gets he gets o uh, uh overshadowed by being like actions guy but he sticks to he's, he's a real action at this point like, yeah, I, I I love that. I love Latin Grammys. I'm waiting for only oh, for action, action is dope, but to me, he's more like of a, a personality. If you're talking about like spitting, Mayhem is probably like he's that dude now. And then and he kills features. 
he killed mayhem kills features like he has, on, a, um, he has an album coming out with derringer and then he has an album coming out with madly like he like to me like i think within the next year or so like mayhem is gonna be huge do you rap at all still or are you a full production no nah, i'm full production like i, I don't like, know if you did alchemist style and no, <laughs> we're gonna I, have a stepbrothers type album no 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 i gave that up when i was a kid that's when like i very that's why I was like, this is what you can focus at. You can be great at this. You're not going to be great at that. <laughs> no, that's not happening. I love Alchemist rapping, though. I always, I don't know. I love him and Evidence. They're such a good combo. Yeah, brothers, yeah. They're amazing. And then even so, the Gang Green stuff, because Ono is really slept on, too. Yeah. I know this is a real deep dive of people who don't listen to rap <laughs> listening to this podcast, but I love finally talking to someone who can nerd out over stuff. That's Do your kids? I, I was like, hopefully that's what we're going to talk about music. Cause I know like, I was like, me and him got really similar tastes. So I was like, hopefully yeah. we'll just nerd out about music. Are you a concert guy? Do you like going to shows? Oh yeah. I love shows, but yeah. Who knows when we're going to get back to that. I know. Well, you were in you're in South Carolina, so in Boston, like before, I was going to like a show a week. Like I loved concerts, and I miss it now. But yeah, I don't know when it's gonna come back. Yeah, I would at least go to like one a month, at least. Yeah. Like, for me, it was like going to church. Like exactly. Now, yeah. I feel like I'm missing out on that. Like it's weird. What was the last show you went to before uh, for quarantine? Thing. I saw Young Dolph and Key Glock like two days beforehand, but that's like I love I love Memphis rap. I've always loved Memphis rap. Three Six Project Pad. I had tickets. Uh, I was supposed to go home to California in April, and mm -hmm. I was so excited because I had tickets to go see uh, Gibbs and Madlib, and then Bad Bad Not Good was oh my god, what a show! Like. I, I had this trip planned for like two months to go home and we were just waiting and there was a couple little shows that kept coming up and because everyone's like you're coming home we need to go to a show I'm like yeah we, we got to find the right show and a, a couple little shows were coming up and it's like man we're not going to get to go to a show and then finally they announced uh it was like the week before Coachella because I was going home like the week in between like the Coachellas um and they and then they announced that show and I was just like game over. I was like I could see Madlib, I didn't see Madlib in a couple of years, and then with Freddie Gibbs and Bad Bad Not Good, and then the COVID shit popped off and we didn't get to see any of that. I've always wanted to see Bad Bad Not Good. I saw Freddie Gibbs on his tour, but Madlib wasn't there. It was the one with Conway. Uh, I have this thing with concerts where it's like it can be a good. I feel like a great rap concert is, is when he has a band. Like, I love rapping in front of a full band. Like, that's what I like to see. And it doesn't happen that much now. Like, I love seeing, like, I saw um, Prime. And it was cool seeing Premiere just, like, scratch and do all that stuff, which is amazing when you have a real DJ. But I love when they have a full band. That's, like, my, that's my shit. When it's a rapper with a full band behind them. Yeah, sometimes that's dope. Like, I can appreciate it all because sometimes you'll see a band that's just crazy, like, with the rapper. And then sometimes it's just dope to see just the DJ and the rapper or the producer and the rapper on there, like, back to basics. Um, I remember last year I saw Earl Sweatshirt in Charlotte. 
I saw that tour. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that shit was like it was just simple. Like it was just him and the DJ, but it was so good. I like when I was watching it, it made me feel the same way when I was a kid. Like I saw Ghostface when he put out Supreme Clientele. Like when yeah. I when I was watching that, I was like, Man, he's one of the best rappers in the world right now. And then when I saw Earl on that tour, like it gave me that same feeling when I was just like damn, this is one of the best rappers in the world right now, and he does it so effortless, you know what I mean? He really does. That's what, yeah. I guess that's true. It shows a rapper's skill when they don't need anything behind them, too. Like, I saw, I just want Absol to drop more music, because he's one of my favorite rappers ever. And I saw him in tour in 2016. He's a classic, man. I know. I saw him on the Do, uh, Do What Thou Wilt tour, and he was one of the best, like, him rapping was like, I couldn't pay attention to anything else. Usually, like, I just stood there and stared at him for the entire concert. Cause he, he just has a certain way of, like, rapping that's unbelievable. It was dope when I saw Earl, though, in uh, Charlotte. The after party, they had a, a different show in the, the same night with the Alcoholics. And then uh, they had this group called the Black Opera. They're on Mellow Music Group. Mm-hmm. it was like the perfect night of rap music like i literally went from earl and then i went to this other show where the alcoholics were there and I'm like i grew up on the alcoholics like they're amazing and like, yeah. they lived up to like every like uh vision i had of them in my head like when the show was over they were still outside rapping like it was just like it was a perfect night man it was like thank you rap gods <laughs> oh that's is that where you got the uh the name no that's where i like i always say that shit but yeah that's rap. what that's what my album's gonna be called rap god that's yeah. dope do your kids like rap or are they like <laughs> we listen to this too much it's crazy because um my youngest son like i like groomed him to love rap but he mm-hmm. ended up like he likes rock more than rap like he plays <laughs> guitar and he loves <laughs> But the rap he listens to is really, really, really dope. Like, uh, he was kind of blowing my mind the other day. I was like, put your rap playlist on. And he put it on. They had, like, Doom and Dell and Blue and Exile. Like, I was like, these are good songs. <laughs> you yeah, felt it. Yeah, you felt it. Like, Pete Rock and CL Smooth, uh, Troy on there. And I was just like, all right, I did good with you. Like, this may not be what you listen to every day, but when you listen to rap, you listen to the really good stuff. And then, like, uh, I have my adopted son. Like, he likes all of the little rappers. Like, he likes, and, I, like, we just, we never can see eye to eye on it because, like, <laughs> like, I'm just, like, I don't get the appeal in it, you know? Like, yeah. Well, that's, like, all right. So, I saw this rapper. You probably never, because it's, it's real. Hood Rich Pablo Juan is his name. No, nah, I never heard uh, of it. Yeah, and I saw him at a club in Boston, and he showed up two hours late, walked on stage with a bottle of promethazine, $25,000 in cash, and just counted the money while his song played in the background. And it was like, it was, I had to respect it. Like, it was never a concert I'd want to go to again. But for him to do that, I was like, all right, it's it's the lifestyle. It's like, okay, you're real. You don't care. Like, you are, like, but I would never pay to see that show, but I enjoyed it when I was there. 
Yeah, but then with my middle son, I feel like with all his teenage angst, like he almost went out of his way to like the rap that he knew I would hate. <laughs> what do you hate? Yeah. <laughs> like, like all that stuff? Like um, the little peeps and all that stuff. Like like he would just go out of like that attracted to him because he's like, I know this is going to piss my dad off. So, like, <laughs> I feel like he did that on purpose. I don't know, like, when he's, like, 30 years old, if he's still going to be listening to that, like, no this, way. this is really good, you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> no, there's no way. <laughs> to, to some good stuff, like, he liked Denzel Curry, and I respect him. Like, it may be not what I listen to every day, but that dude can rap, you know what I he mean? He can, yeah. yeah I yeah. saw Denzel, Ghostface Killer in this metal group called horror together and it was one of the most crazy shows i've ever seen because people were moshing and then ghostface comes out and this lineup right there <laughs> it, it was crazy <laughs> so then, did you hear this oh, what were you saying sorry my oldest son he doesn't even like rap music like what does he listen to he like plays, jack johnson yeah like pop, or he <laughs> like pop music like mm. The most, whatever's on the radio, that's what he likes. So, well, see, that I guess that's my dad was a metal guy, so I don't really like metal that much. Like, I'm not going to be listening to that much, but I'll, there's a couple songs here and there I like, but rap <laughs> is just kind of what I, I gravitated to. Did you hear that Flea Lord and Pete Rock album? Oh, yeah, that's crazy. Flea Lord is really blow, like, he's getting good. He's becoming wish, a fantastic rapper. I wish he would do an album with Muggs. Cause I think him and Muggs would be the perfect pairing, man. Like, yeah, because uh, that Muggs and Eto, like when they, uh, he's on the, he has a feature on there, and I was like, man, I just want a whole album of Flea and Muggs. And the way Muggs is like just churning out albums, like I feel like it could be so easy for them to do. I think. Well, that's good that you're. Like, producers are really making a name for themselves again. There was, like, a time when streaming started where I feel like producers couldn't get their name out there as much. But right now, it seems like if you're, like, producers' projects are, th like, having the Alchemist produce your album is a lot different than, like, I don't know, five, six years ago when streaming was kind of getting... Oh, you can even see the difference in, like, the way Alchemist is selling out projects now, like, it wasn't always like that. Like, he's always been a legend, but now it's just like, there's almost like a fever pitch for him. Yeah, he's... Uh, and it's so funny, because it's all was... It's, I hate it, but it's like that Action Bronson reality TV show. He opened up, like, a weird world to the New York grime, even though he's not in it. I was trying to think about today. I'm like, what changed? Because even my, like, my... One of my friends uh, was like, yo, these early Alchemist 45, they didn't sell out. Like, you could buy them in the store. And he's like, but now these ones are selling out in 30 seconds. What changed? And I was like, is it the dot crowd? It's like, maybe it's a combination of, like, now you have this dot crowd that maybe necessarily didn't buy his music before but now that he's working with all them artists they're buying the music and then combined with the fact that he's on tv every day like it's just crazy like how much has changed like my mom even knows the alchemist because she loves <laughs> she watched fuck that's delicious so she would laugh at him because he would always be like nah, I'm, I'm, i ain't trying that shit i love and it's that for, like, 
I do too. I even like the Untitled Action Bronson show. Those no, are the great. The amount of people that I put onto that show this summer was ridiculous. <laughs> it's such a good show to just like chill out and watch. So who are you, who do you want to collab with? Like who's your not like dream collabs, but who do you think you can and would collab with? Uh, Elzai, Fashion, anybody from Griselda, like. All the cats in the new scene, like the Crime Apple, the Willie the Kid, Hus the Kingpin, like I want to work with all of them. And there's, it's crazy how they're just slowly but surely building up. Like real rap is coming back. It really like, is. Like it feels like it's almost like it feels like counterculture again because it's like yeah. right now, like people are trying to like I have friends that are like. They grew up listening to rap, and they're all jaded now. They're, and they're just like, ah, oh, rap doesn't do it for me anymore. And I'm just like, what are you talking about? Like, right now is the most exciting time it's been in probably, like, 10 years. I totally – I do think – I don't know. How do you feel about this? So, like, the 6 9 thing I think is completely scripted. And I think it showed how much the label just manufactures beef, music, rap. So it shows, like, oh – we let's just listen to independent because the labels are it's literally wwe now like that's what like label rap is i think the whole and i don't even think it's just rap i think the whole major label music system like this shit is it just washed like yeah no matter what kind of music you listen to you're not going to hear the best of it on a major label like very few and far between like for every kendrick lamar there's like a hundred like bullshit artists you know what i mean yeah and it's very few and far between that albums kind of slip through that are great like i will i just right before this i was listening to detroit 2 big sean's new album and i know he's probably not your style but he's like that's a real album like i'm surprised the stuff he was allowed to talk about on it what he like it was it's a real good project I skimmed through it last night just because I wanted to hear like what it was sounding like, and I listened <laughs> to that that song where he has everybody from Detroit. Every rap, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was fantastic. I all ten minutes I was just like sitting there with a face on because I love Sada Baby. No, like, Bully, I love all the. Bully James, he fucking glided on that man. Like yeah. when he came on there, like I was really, I was happy for him. Like that's an amazing look for him. He uh he deserves that because when you go back and list like his first project with the alchemist um amazing and then he kind of went into like a more pop sounding phase for like four or five albums yeah when he was on mass appeal but now that he's doing the griselda again it's like this is what he should have i love it him and the alchemist even versace i met him uh before he put out that first one with alchemist i went to uh like an evidence show in LA and they had a gangrene opening and Crondon uh, from Strong Arm Steady and Boldy James was selling the merch at that fucking show. Really? Yeah. And I That's was like, crazy. I was like, don't you have an album coming out with Alchemist? And he was like, yeah, it's coming soon. And then like, <laughs> next thing you knew, he put out that album with him. I was just like, that was the fucking guy that was selling merch at the show. That's and crazy. He, and then he well, put out, like, to me, that first one was a classic. 
I then, I think that's one of the best like grind like that's just a perfect album. I love and then, it. And then you didn't hear nothing about him for like four or five years, and then now he's just like he's back and like back with a vengeance too, like just killing it. Griselda's good at sign. Like I love Armani. I think Armani can be a great rapper. Well, I think Boldy. They're gonna sign Stove God. Like they got YN Billy. They they got some good rappers coming up. Yeah, they definitely do. Uh, Boldy James, uh, he put out this album with this jazz producer from Detroit, too, that a lot of people kind of slept on. Like, he put out three albums this year, and uh, he has this third one that's, like, with this jazz producer from Detroit, and it's crazy. I haven't checked. I'm going to have to check that out. I didn't even know about that. Yeah. I'm going to have to check uh, that out. Look at his Spotify, because I got the the vinyl, and the vinyl of that one, like, no one even knows about it, but that one even sold out real quick. Really? Well, Boldy's about to blow up. Just like you seeing him sell merch. I know it's not the same, but I saw this rapper Rob Banks a couple of years ago, and the baby opened up, and he was like no one. Like, he had, like, zero listens. And he had a chain on, and his chain broke and fell into the crowd, and someone, like, picked it up and gave it back to him. He was like, man, thank you. Like, I needed that. It's just crazy <laughs> having him be the biggest rapper in the world right now. Like, he's That dude's he's, like a god here in the Carolinas, man, because he's from, like, Charlotte area. Yeah, he is. He's a Charlotte guy. But it was it's just so funny seeing how big he is now, that same thing with Boldy. Yeah. But um, thank you so much for being on. I'm happy that we finally got to talk. Hopefully, if you're in Boston, we can uh, do another meetup and oh, uh, interview him first. I'll be coming there in the summertime because uh my my friend that I told you about he's getting married so we definitely got a link up. We got a link. Do you want to plug your shit? Uh, give your social medias and where you can find your stuff on Bandcamp. Yeah, everything uh on Instagram and uh, Twitter is at freshman underscore woes, and then on Bandcamp freshman woes. Awesome. Thank you so much for being on. I really appreciate it. And everyone, check out freshman woes shit because it's fantastic. Uh, it's on my daily repeat. So thank you guys for listening and I'll see you next week.